Hi everyone, it's Leanne, the Barefoot Medium here, and we are on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming, and growing in all things love, soul, and spirit. A very big welcome to our listeners and a special welcome to members of the Barefoot Tribe who are joining us today. For those of you who don't know me, I'm an international medium channel, twin flame, intuitive love relationship and business coach as well as an author. I am absolutely passionate about providing you with the opportunity to access practical knowledge and guidance as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday life to embrace what you love and what brings you into connection with your joy, happiness and love so that you can be more of your authentic self. Please feel free to take off your shoes, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show, where I am joined by Bill Ferguson, whose approach to life has been called the penicillin of psychology. He is an author of a number of books, including How to Heal a Painful Relationship and his latest book, Get Your Power Back. Now, Bill loves to help people find and heal inner issues that destroy love and sabotage our lives. So welcome, Bill. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you share with listeners a little bit about who you are and what you love in life? Wow. Well, my passion in life, is about showing people how to return to who they are and to live in the experience of love. When the experience of love is present, you're happy, you're alive, you're free, you feel good about yourself, you feel good about life, you're on top of life, you have a very positive attitude, you radiate that positive energy, and great things happen around you. And that's the natural state. We were born that way, but we're born into a world that kills it, Um, and we disconnect from who we are, but that state of who we are doesn't go anywhere. It's still there. And what my passion is about, what my life is about, is about having people return to that state because when you live in that state, life works great. And And I love how you bring that in because one of my passions is working with the law of attraction and supporting people in creating and manifesting a life that they love, whatever that looks like and sounds like. And it's within us. Yeah, and, and the, one of the things that I've seen is that, that life never, never, never just happens. We interact with life in a very specific way, which produces a very specific result. And then, you know, and we don't, and all of our focus is on the result, the symptoms. And then we go through life trying to change the symptoms. But when you focus on the symptoms without getting to the cause, nothing changes. Exactly. And another thing that I've discovered is that, that any time there's a relationship that doesn't work or any area of life that doesn't work, that which we think is the problem ultimately is never the problem. It's always the symptom of something deeper. And I really yes. like how you talk about that and would love for you to share 
with listeners, if you can, a little bit about your background and what problems you've seen relating to relationships as a result of your, your previous experience. Yeah. Well, I used to be a divorce attorney. And, uh, and I was had a great experience because I got to learn so much about relationships from a very unique perspective. And, and what I saw was that on the surface was all the anger, the resentment, the upset, the bitterness, all the junk. Mm. And always, always, always what was underneath all the upset was a tremendous amount of hurt. And always, 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 what was underneath the hurt was the love. Exactly. We wouldn't be upset if we didn't care. And that's so true. Yeah, so one thing became very apparent very, very, very quickly is that love never, 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 never is love enough to have a relationship work. If I love you and I treat you lousy, what good is my love for you? Exactly. Wow. Literally, the divorce courts were full of people that loved each other. So the thing that makes the difference in relationships is not the love. It's the experience of love. If I interact with you in a way where you feel loved, our relationship will be great. If I interact with you in a way where you feel unloved, our relationship will be a disaster. And ultimately, it's up to me. And, and, and you're right. It's so up to us to, as individuals to know how we need to receive love or feel love in our lives first and foremost for ourselves before we can get into a relationship and experience love with another. Yes, yes. Yeah, because the more, the more baggage we have, the more of the hurt from the past we have, the more we're going to be defensive, the more we're going to operate in a state of fear and upset, the more we're going to destroy love and the more we're going to sabotage our lives. And what is it that you've seen as the biggest sabotage pattern from from people that you've connected with or worked with? By far, the number one biggest killer of relationships is not being at peace with the truth of the way somebody is. Okay. And how does that play out? Well, you're you. You're you. I can love the way you are. I can hate the way you are. It isn't going to make any difference at all because you're still you. Mm. If I can let you be the you that you're going to be anyway and you know, accept you just for who you are and then add a little bit of appreciation, that creates love. Yeah. So... As I genuinely accept you and appreciate you just for who you are, you notice how it feels. You feel empowered. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about life. Your walls of protection come down because you don't need them around me. And notice how automatically you become loving and supportive towards me. Yeah. So I give love. Love always comes back. Yeah. And then I feel empowered. I feel better about myself and my life. And then I feel better about you. And you feel better about me. And I feel better about you. And then we create this cycle of loving, supporting, and empowering each other that brings out the best in everybody. Yeah. And that's how most romantic relationships start. 
but they don't stay that way. And why do you th- why do you find that they don't stay that way? Way is it because people don't take the time to sit in acceptance and appreciation, or no? What is it? No, no. It's because it's just a matter of time until our hurt from the past gets created. Mm. I mean, gets triggered. Mm. So here you you can be the most wonderful person on the planet, but you're never going to be wonderful enough not to trigger my hurt. Yeah. Because when we've got that hurt, we've got these nerves in us, it's going to get triggered. It's like a bad sunburn. If you got a bad sunburn, something's going to touch it. Yeah. So same thing in relationships. You know, you're going to be you, but it's going to trigger all my hurt. And then what our hurt is, it's that childhood hurt Mm -hmm. of feeling worthless, not good enough, not worth loving, failure, don't count, don't matter, something like that. Yeah. And it's never the truth. It's just a suppressed emotion. Yeah. But when that suppressed emotion gets triggered, I'm not going to notice that I have a hurt that's being triggered. The only thing I'm going to notice is what triggered it, which is you. So then automatically I'm going to perceive you as a threat. Yeah. So it, as a, in a subconscious defense mechanism, I'm going to put up my walls of protection and then I'm going to become non-accepting, judgmental, critical towards you. Yeah. And then that destroys love. You get hurt. You get upset. You put up your walls of protection and automatically you give it back to me. Yeah. And, See, I, love, and then, I love how you explain that because... You know, uh, being more conscious, stepping into a, a, a newer relationship, it's important to be aware of when your past issues are triggered and to take responsibility and know when it's your old hurt, your old emotion, your old pattern that's coming up and it's not necessarily the person you're in a relationship with. It's just they've triggered it. Like I often, I often talk about a button you know, you, you pushed my button, but the button yeah. can't be pushed if it doesn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. See, no circumstance has the ability to create an upset. Yeah. Because an upset is a state of mind, and an upset can only exist if I'm fighting the truth of what happened. Yeah. If we're at peace with the truth of what happened, there's no upset. Yeah. See, and, and why we fight the truth is because the truth hurts. It strikes a nerve, mm. which is also why different people get upset at different things. Yeah. Each person has a different set of nerves to get triggered. Yeah. And in relationships, these nerves collide. So your you strikes a nerve in me, then I feel threatened. I become non-accepting, judgmental, critical towards you, which destroys love, strikes a nerve in you. Then you react negatively, strikes a nerve in me, I strike a nerve in you. And, and we create this cycle mm. of conflict, this cycle of hurting, attacking, and withdrawing from each other that brings out the worst mm. in everybody. Mm. And, and, and the thing that I've discovered is that anytime you have a relationship that isn't working, there's going to be this underlying cycle of conflict that's creating the problem. Mm. And all the things we complained about that he said, she said, are symptoms of this underlying condition of 
fighting, resisting, hanging on, withdrawing. Yeah. And, and you, you've really hit a point there with the fighting, resisting, because what it is is we drag that past sometimes into the present and we fight with our own thoughts and our own emotions, our own hurt from the past to and resist that acceptance and that forgiveness sometimes of self and or the circumstances that took place. If, you know, being a divorce attorney, you would have seen a lot of conflict with people and we have to be able to move into acceptance of that was that relationship and not drag it into the now, don't we? Yes, and it's, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, the number one biggest killer in relationships is not being at peace with the truth of the way somebody is. Yeah. You're you. If I can't be at peace with the truth of the way that you are, our relationship is doomed. Yeah. Because I'm always going to be not accepting judgmental critical. Yeah. See, and acceptance, see, every time you interact with somebody, you're either going to give love or you're going to destroy love. And whatever you give is going to come right back. Mm. Give love by giving acceptance. You destroy it by being non-accepting. Mm. Well, clearly, some people are very difficult to accept. Yeah. But what acceptance is, acceptance is nothing more than surrendering to the truth. And when you can surrender to the truth, you can see the truth. You can see what you need to do. You can accept somebody just the way they are and let them be that way somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) And I love that. (laughs) Just not in my space. (laughs) Yes. Well, when you're at peace with the truth, you automatically look in a direction where solutions, opportunity, and possibilities show up. Exactly. Okay, what do I need to do? And if you look at the areas of life that work great, those are areas where you do that automatically. The areas of life that work great are areas where you can flow with whatever happens. Mm. The areas of life that don't work are areas where we can't flow. Mm. So instead of putting the focus on what do I need to do based on the facts, in the areas of life that don't work, the focus is on fighting the mm. facts. Mm. And when you do that, you destroy your ability to see what needs to be done. You destroy love and you actually are forced to make your situation worse. Mm. And what and what's popping into my awareness is, I, you know, I've worked with a, a few clients, particularly around love and relationships and sabotage patterns and fears and all of those things, who've experienced infidelity, who've had a partner yeah. that's cheated on them. And what I find is that particularly a lot of women who've experienced that often go through this story in their own mind about what did I do wrong or what was, what, what, what didn't I do? So they're playing that story out rather than accepting that that was the behavior, that was the outcome, that was what happened and then being able to heal it and move on. Yeah. And that's the key. It's like, See, life is going to forever bring us challenges and difficult times. Mm. You know, it's part of why we're here on the planet is to grow. So, so life's going to constantly be bringing it stuff. Our job is to let go, surrender to the truth of the way things are or however they may be, mm. restore our inner peace, and then take effective action. Yeah. Yeah. Based on facts rather than emotion. 
And I really love that because, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, be positive and think positive, but they're not acknowledging a lot of that emotional stuff that sits there. And whether it's, it's acknowledging it as in the truth of what you experienced, what you felt, so that you can move through it and transform and grow. That's right. Good. All the positive thinking and common sense in the world uh, will is not going to be powerful enough to get rid of the hurt. Exactly. You know, the, the hurt has more power. When that hurt gets triggered, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. It takes over. So I've done a lot of work with, with couples over the years. And, yeah. and what happens is that you know people get all that hurt, and then the hurt blinds us. Mm. When we're in that state of upset, we're blinded, and we're forced to act destructively. Mm. Actually, one thing interesting is that all destructive behavior comes from suppressed hurt. Yeah. You get rid of the suppressed hurt, which can be done. The only thing that's left is love. Yeah. And in that state of love, there is no destructive behavior. Exactly. It's the hurt that messes everything up and the hurt can be healed and and it can it can be healed and transformed into love in an instant it's just our willingness to face it and move through it yes yes and and what the hurt is what the buttons are it's that childhood hurt mm. you know we're born pure love but we're born into a world that kills it. Mm. So in the process of growing up, every single one of us gets hurt, and we get hurt a lot. Mm. And as little kids, the only way we can explain these painful losses of love is to blame ourselves. Mm. So in the moment of deep hurt, we create the belief that we're worthless, not worth loving, not good enough, failure, or whatever. Mm. And it's never the truth, but it becomes our truth. Yeah. And we fight the belief and we fight all the emotion associated with it, which then magnifies it out of proportion. And if any circumstance comes along and triggers this hurt, that circumstance will be perceived subconsciously as a major threat, which forces us mm -hmm. to fight, resist, hang on, or withdraw, which then creates more of the very hurt we're trying to escape. I know, so it's whatever, a funny, funny little cycle, isn't it? Oh, yes, and it's, and it's interesting how, see, every area, any area of life that doesn't work is going to be traced to this hurt. Yeah. And, and the areas of life that don't work differ from person to person because each person has a different hurt. Exactly, and, and what's popping in is the people with financial issues who go into a lot of debt or, or that side of things. And that often happens along with relationship stuff, I find, with a lot of clients. If there's hurt in yeah. relationship, there's hurt with finances or, or difficulty bringing in that financial resources that they're after. Yes, and I want to give you a story about that. Yeah. Uh, see, everybody has a different issue. You know, if, if somebody has issues with rejection or abandonment, the hurt that's underneath that is going to be not worth loving. Mm -hmm. uh, people that are consistently late are people that have issues with being controlled. Mm -hmm. It's the hurt, usually the hurt of worthless, no value. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever 
whatever the area of life is that doesn't work is always going to be traced to some hurt. Yeah. Well, my big hurt was failure. Okay. And I spent my life running from failure. So in my running from failure, I had to be a success. That created a state of tunnel visions, like blinders on a horse that destroyed my ability to see what needs to be done. It destroys my ability to see what works because I'm not interested in what works. Don't tell me what works. Tell me how to avoid the hurt of failure. I'm interested in that. Yeah. So subconsciously, that's where my life was. Mm. And I kept creating more and more failure. Okay. And then finally, there was this point where I bought a whole bunch of real estate, highly leveraged, right before the market collapsed. Right. Wow. And I, and I lost everything. I lost all my investments. I lost my office. I lost my home. I lost everything. Mm. And failure was in my face so big, I couldn't escape it. Mm. Now, success is part of me too, but I couldn't see that. All I could see was failure. And there was this moment when I let in what an incredible failure I was. Mm. And I didn't realize it at the time, but the moment I did that, my fear of failure lost its power. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I felt this wonderful freedom. It's like, oh, I'm a failure. How great. It takes all the pressure off. I don't have to be a success. I can just be me. Yeah. And that was the point when my life started working. Oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's a really powerful uh, insight and awareness and experience. Yeah, and everybody's got the same thing going on. It's just that everybody has a different hurt. Yeah. And it's this hurt, it just, it, 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 that's what messes up our relationships, is what messes up everything. Yeah. The finding and the healing this hurt literally is one of the most important things you can ever do because until you heal it, you will be forced to repeat the past. Yeah. And so what would you share with our listeners as three tips for healing that hurt so that you don't keep repeating that pattern? Well, first, first thing is you've got to find it. Okay. And, and you're not likely to ever know where it got created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what's important is to identify what it is. And you can look at your upsets today to see what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, go to the hurt that's under the upset and ask yourself, okay, according to the emotion, not the facts, but according to the emotion, what do those circumstances say about me? Mm-hmm. And do that with all your upsets, including the hurt you had as a child. And you'll notice that it's going to be the same hurt keeps showing up over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and then, the, and then of course, the next step uh, is to do the opposite of what gives it power. Instead of fighting it, own it and embrace it. Yeah. And there's a you know, process that I walk people through to, uh, to do that. But it's not difficult to heal the hurt because the hurt is never, never, never based on fact. What happened is a fact, but what we did with it was our creation. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what's coming into my awareness is nothing has has power over you unless you give it energy or give it the power. Or no exactly. one has power over you unless you give them that power. Exactly. exactly. So I love how you talk about that. Thank you for, for sharing it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. For, for me, it's exciting. It's like the, the more we can discover why our life is the way that it is, that gives us the power to determine how our life will be. Mm. 
you know, and we have within us the ability to create great lives. Yeah. You know, relationships can heal, uh, problem areas can clear up. Yeah. You know, you can and they, they can, they can heal really quickly and in an instant, can't they? And quite easily once we recognize yeah. and have the wisdom or the knowledge of what it was that was keeping us stuck, I guess, or in that resistance of the hurt. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love those tips. Yeah, and when you can interact out of the love, you create more love. And when you interact out of the upset, you create more upset. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So uh, uh, what's popping into my mind as a really good question to ask yourself, or, you know, in your relationships is, are you acting from that upset or are you acting from love? That's right. That's right. And, and also you want to, want to keep in mind that literally every single time you interact with another person, you're going to create love mm-hmm. or you're going to destroy love. Yeah. And whatever you give always comes right back. Yeah. But when you always interact out of that place of love, mm. you're going to keep creating more and more love. Mm-hmm. And when you interact out of the out of the fear and the upset and the resistance, you're going to create more of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I so resonate and agree with what you're saying, and it's it's everything that I work with clients on as well. So I love the fact that you you talk about it in that way and share your wisdom and knowledge with our listeners and. And, you know, your experiences as well. Yeah, and another real key part uh, is the willingness to feel your hurt. Mm. You know, the, the single most important quality in a relationship is the willingness to feel your hurt. The yeah. more you're willing to feel your hurt, the more the hurt comes and goes. The more you're able to flow with life, the more you're able to have an open heart, the more you're going to be able to create love and have love. Yeah. So the, the, the willingness to, to feel your hurt is essential. The more you're unwilling to feel your hurt, your walls go up, you ought to become able to flow, you live in a constant state of uh, fear and upset, you mm. destroy love and, and uh, make things worse. Yeah. And that word willingness is for, for those listening, if you're going, oh, how do I do that? Just be willing. And allow yourself to learn how to do it by being willing to feel it. Yes, yes, yes. And and one thing I've learned about hurt that's been fascinating is that, for one thing, when you're hurt, you're hurt. You don't have a choice whether you're going to feel it. The only choice we have is are you going to feel it willingly or unwillingly? Mm. Healing the hurt doesn't equal healing it. No. It's how you feel it determines whether it goes or it stays. Yeah. Normally we feel our hurt as a victim of the circumstance. Mm. We feel our hurt at the effect. And when you do that, a person can cry hours a day for months and have no healing. Yeah. But if you take the exact same hurt and feel it willingly like a child, deliberately and purposefully because you choose to, you can have a major healing in moments. Yeah. And and this is going to sound like a really funny example, but I had a massage earlier this afternoon and I felt hurt in a particular part of my body. It was around my jaw area. And I I went, oh, no, stop, stop. And I went, oh, hang on a minute. And I just 
paused and said, okay, let me take a breath and consciously feel it and move through it and you can continue. So I did and that hurt and that pain lessened because I was conscious of it and was prepared to consciously go in. Yes, it's, it's, it's another example. I call it the law of resistance. Yeah. Whatever you resist, no matter what it is, you're going to magnify and give it power. Yeah. You know, the more you can just flow with the way things are, they lose power. Yeah. And what you just described with the physical pain, it, 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 it's the same thing. Yeah. If you were to fight the pain, it'd get worse. Yep, exactly. You and it did. Yeah, so it's fascinating how all this works. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing um, your wisdom and your insights with our listeners. Can you let people know where they can connect with you if they want to learn more or to buy a copy of your books? Yes, yes. Well, I have a, a website, uh, masteryofrelationships.com, mm -hmm. and, it, and it has a whole lot of information about uh, relationships and about you know how you can have your relationships be great. And I have another one, masteryoflife.com, that talks about how to have all of your life be great. Wow. You see, so both of this mastery of life and mastery of relationships, and they're just slightly different subjects. Um, but both of them, they'll, they'll give you the tools for how to have your life be great. Wow, I love it. Thank you. And um, they can buy your books through the websites? Yeah, you get the books through the websites and, 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 and just about anywhere you can get them. Okay, and perfect. Also, individual work with people. Perfect. Thank you, Bill, so much for sharing with our listeners your experiences of love or your experiences with people who resist love or destroy love, as you say. Um, I so appreciate your knowledge and your wisdom and your connecting with our listeners today. For those of you who want to connect with me further, I'm Leanne, The Barefoot Medium, and my website is thebarefootmedium.com.au. If you'd like to come and join us for our next retreat here in Colombia, South America, it's Keys to the Heart, where we are talking all things love, which relates to every part of your life and how you can bring more love and joy and happiness in. Then jump on the website and reserve your space now. Wherever you are in the world, I wish you joy, happiness and peace, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot Radio.